settle down in your armchair. Blandy's back for the Whistleblowers podcast with Brendan Bowers. It's 100% the sport you love. And welcome to our weekly podcast on all things sport, where we chat about what's happening with Aussie sports people, teams overseas, while catching up on our national and local sports too. With this man, Mr. Brendan Bowers from FC Sports Media. G'day, Brendan. Hey, Blandy. How are you, mate? Good. Cheers. It was a big weekend in sport, wasn't it? Absolutely. How good. Well, it it all seems to be happening. And, of course, uh, the uh, the footy season has kicked off. We'll get to that. Uh, I think we should start this time last week. We, uh, <laughs> and quite rightly so, uh, poo-pooed our national men's cricket team did. for their pathetic effort uh, in the second test uh, where we succumbed really in, in what appeared to be pretty flaccid. Can I use the expression there? Flaccid. A flaccid that's, fashion. That's a word you don't hear very often. No, but I tell you what, uh, I think the public was screwed literally <laughs> with that one. But uh, gee, we bounced back. <laughs> we certainly did. Who could believe it? 197 is in the first innings after India posted 109 and then 163, leaving us only 76 runs in the final innings to get. And I was not convinced that we were going to make those <laughs> runs, Brendan. What about yourself? No, neither was I, especially when Aussie went out for a duck. I'm going, here we go. Yeah, none for one. It was a bit like <laughs> Groundhog Day. But uh, look, well done to uh, to Travis Head and Marcus Labajan for... Um, uh, you know, really seeing it out the way they did to really give us a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence going into that uh, fourth test. Absolutely. And the GOAT, 11 wickets for the match, 3 for 35 and 8 for 64 is not bad. No, it's not a bad effort. I think our spinners, obviously, uh, you know, they were the key, as were the Indian spinners, although Yadav uh, bowled well for them in, in the first innings. He did, but uh, it just goes to show you can doctor the pitch as much as you want and sometimes it does not necessarily work for you. Well, it's interesting because the Gabba wicket did, you know, it come under scrutiny for that uh, test which only lasted a couple of days and that's all we're getting out of any test in India. And that's right, but who controls cricket? Ah, that's right. India. Hmm. Hmm. All right, then, yes, absolutely. Hey, look, congratulations, too, to uh, Alex Dimonor for winning the Mexican Open in the tennis. Uh, that, that was a big deal for him. He's been on the threshold, hasn't he? Absolutely. It's his biggest win in his career, uh, beating Tommy Paul 3-6, 6-4, which was even more impressive after less than 24 hours coming back from a set down against number 10 in the world, Holger Rune. Which in a semi final, which finished near 3 a.m., how would you be playing tennis at 2.30 a.m. in the is, morning? It is crazy. And we've had games in the Australian Open too that have started late and gone through to later than that, mate, like four o'clock in the morning. I mean, I know it's crazy. It must it? be the only sport in the world where that occurs, surely. Everywhere, everywhere else has light issues or noise, yeah. noise limits, but apparently not tennis. No, or just the reasonable, hey guys, it is three in the morning, I think we should be in bed, not out here uh, hitting a <laughs> tennis ball. Uh, Australia's Oscar Piastri felt the uh, highs and lows in his first Formula One Grand Prix. Yes, finished last with some mechanical issues, but he did uh, take up a few spots when he was driving, uh, so well done to him, he's got the first taste, but he is getting plauded for his actions in, in practice. He was uh, he was racing around the circuit when um, Lance Stroll decided to come out of the pit lane very slowly in the middle of the track, and apparently the moves Oscar made to get around him uh, had everyone talking about, wow, that is really impressive driving. Good on him. Well, he must have something, mate. I mean, he is our number one driver now, isn't he? Absolutely, and I think Daniel Ricciardo might have been just quietly going, thank God I'm not in that McLaren this year. <laughs> 
Okay, it just hasn't got what it takes, eh? No, I don't think so. Okay, all right then. Now, uh, closer to home, mate, the NRL season kicked off. Wow, what a first round. Fins up. Fins up. Fins up. Okay. That's the big Dolphins uh, That's the big dolphins have you, catch Have cry? you jumped on the Dolphins, have you? No. As you can see, I'm proudly wearing my Newcastle no, Knights nice cap. but it seems everyone has. Oh, look, if, you, if anyone tipped the Dolphins to win first up, I'm not going to say good luck to them. You had rocks in your head, but they, they showed us it. all. And good on them too. And look, I was questioning, and maybe it's wrong of me, there were, I think, uh, what, near on... 40,000 people, I think, supporting them the other day. And I just made the point, oh, okay, well, who were these people supporting prior to? Have they jumped teams or are they just there to to maybe, uh, you know, get a local team happening and give it some support? Well, I had seven of my family members there. Oh, okay. But they're all in Roosters jerseys oh, as oh, staunch okay. Roosters well, supporters. That defeat, that's nothing to do with my <laughs> argument then. But look, it's great because you, don't, you didn't want 20 people turning up supporting them. So... Uh, I do applaud it, but I just wonder if these people are, are diehard, have they ditched their original team or and jumped on, or what's the story? Well, speaking as an old South, East, South Queensland Crushers man, there was a lot of South Queensland Crushers supporters there that had a, a Sydney team, whether it's Parramatta or St. George. Okay. But they also had the opportunity to support a team locally. So. And that's, I guess, the bottom line with the whole thing, isn't it? And look, it was a great weekend and uh, opening round for the Queensland teams. They all came through. <laughs> Once again, the Broncos, who would have thought they'd defeat the bloody Panthers? Oh, well, Penrith. Oh, look, You reckon I, they're on the nose? Look, they'll, they'll be in the eight, but I think missing Appy Corusau and uh, the big uh, back rower uh, is going to cause them a little dr- bit of drama. And I think Mr. Luloi, they're 5'8", is missing having Mr. Kickow out wide. So I think they'll go well, but I don't think they're going to be racing up the, the table as they have the past two years. Okay, speaking of not racing up the table, the uh, the Knights are going down in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Blandy, you don't win premierships in March, mate. No, you don't. But it helps if you do win some games in March. <laughs> yes, round one. <laughs> one swallow doesn't make a summer. No, I suppose. Uh, but, gee, it was a strong opening round. It was great for, for the game, I think, to have the results that they had, and especially the Dolphins. Absolutely. And, you know, all the games reasonably were close, except the Sea Eagles and uh, the you know, Canterbury Bulldogs. But uh, even that's a good story. Anthony Seabold, who had... Uh, Tough time up here in the Brisbane Broncos. Went and spent some time with uh, Eddie Jones over in England ru- coaching rugby. Come back and he seems to have manly firing. Okay. Uh, the Brisbane Roar 2 returned to earth this week. A 3-2 loss uh, to MacArthur, dropping further out of semi-final contention. As the song goes, maybe they left the cake out in the rain in MacArthur Park, mate. <sighs> Gee, there's an oldie going back there. <laughs> uh, now let's move a little closer to home. Cricket, the Fraser Coast Senior Cricket Competition came to an exciting conclusion in the final regular season round with a draw, a win and an upset at everything. Yes, oh. It certainly did. That little deluge that we had Saturday just before the game started uh, meant that uh, one of the pitches was unplayable and even the AstroTurf in the outfield wasn't wasn't oh, good. Haven't, haven't we heard of covers? Well, some of those covers don't cover. They, they cover, but there's some holes in some haven't of the covers. Haven't we heard of filling in holes on covers? <laughs> well, apparently not. No. But uh, the Cavendish and Bush Rangers gold fixture went ahead with the Bushies claiming the win over Cavendish after batting first after being sent in. The Bush Rangers made nine for 118, with the top three batters each passing 20 before the regular wicket started to fall. Lewis Williams top scored with 28. 
And Joel's Cosmetis start with the ball, taking four for ten for Cavendish. Well, I'd take that. Four for ten. Good on you, John. Good effort there, mate. In reply, Cosmetis and Dan Ovington, they were dismissed for 99 in the 31st over. Mm, they had a solid start too there with uh, with Dan and Cosy, uh, mm, but yeah, it wasn't to be. And in Maribor, Grammar's Tanana, who are down the bottom of the table, uh, defeated Osrox, oh, who are down the bottom of the table, mm. defeated Grammar's Tanana. Grammar started really well and were on track to post a big score before Osrox fought back and uh, got rid of the tail cheaply. They finished on 173 in the 35th over with Angus Stewart and Brad Neal each taking three wickets for Osrox. Okay, and in reply? Osrox lost a couple of early wickets mm. before rallying, and they finished on six for 174. Okay. So, uh, you know, not all is lost there, I guess. No, it's positive going into next season. Yeah, and you've got to take the positives, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, the glass has got to be half full. Uh, Bushy's Blue finished the season as minor premiers. They did, and they were followed by Grammar's Tanana, while Cavaliers were a point behind and third on 56. Cavendish ran out the top four with 41, and Bushy is gold on 37, and Osrocks 27. They get to rest up to next season. Now. Okay, in footy two are the Intercity Cup between the Wide Bay and Central Coast, or Central Coast... Central Queensland, is it? Yeah. yeah, Central Queensland, but they're called the Central Coast in the football regions. Okay. It uh, was played Saturday afternoon. It was a 2-0 win to the Wide Bay team. Yes, the girls really performed well. For a team that has just come together with all the the players that were named in the team of the year for last season came together, as the game went on, they just got better and better. And if they played this week, I'd think it would be a 5-0 win. So well done to Dwayne McGinnis and the team. Well done, girls. Now, softball too. The Maribor softball finals continued with uh, with uh, wins to, uh, what, Aztec All Blacks? Yes, 21 over Spark Sirens 9. And Aztecs Phoenix 20 over Inca's Mercury 4 in the women. And in the men, Spark Redbacks 11 defeated Aztec Indians 10. And the finals in all grades will be played this weekend. Okay, now triathlon to the fourth, uh, fourth, I should say, race in the Harvey Bay Triathlon Club Series was run on Sunday. Yes, it was a great day, starting with under-10s all the way up to seniors. And Troy Gelch claimed the seniors' honours in the men, while Carla Thomas was first home in the women's. So it was a great, as always, well-run event by the Tri Club. Okay, rugby league too. The Wallaroos had a trial against Coolum uh, on uh, Saturday. How did that go? Ah, uh, the Wallaroos and the Coolum Colts. Well, it was a great four-quarter match. Uh, it was a mixture of A-grade and B-grade, just mm-hmm. blowing the cobwebs out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wallaroos led for three of the four quarters, uh, and uh, they just put everyone on the last bit to make sure everyone got a run. Mm-hmm. And coach Maurice Blair was very happy and is keen for the season to start. All right, it's not that far away. Let's uh, focus on uh, this weekend locally cricket. Uh, the weekend results set up the semi-finals. Yeah, Bush Rangers Blue hosting Grammar's Tanana in the first first second with the winner progressing to the grand final in a fortnight while Cavaliers and Cavendish will battle it out to play the loser of the other game. Okay, in uh, football, the football season kicks off this weekend. In fact, with the first uh, game going ahead uh, Wednesday night. Yes, there's a, <laughs> what, what would you call it, an entree. A football entree for us tomorrow night when Sunbury hosts the KSS Jets at Federation Park. 8.30 p.m. for the seniors and 6.30 p.m. for the under-23s. Okay, what about softball? Softball, the Harvey Bay Coral Coast semifinals finally get underway after being cancelled two weeks ago because of the rain. So they will start and uh, Maribor will also hold their grand finals down there. 
and the uh, Meribus Speedway uh, revs up for the production sedan Queensland title race uh, on the weekend too with other categories including junior sedans. What else is there? Formula 500, stock rods, street stocks and nostalgias. So they're all racing to get that big Q1 on the top of their car. Yeah, no, that's always uh, a big big afternoon night at the Meribus Speedway. Now, hockey, get your sticks ready. Hockey begins. Yes, the Premier League starts back again, and that's Bundaberg, Mirabara, and Harvey Bay all competing. How good is that? So locally, CBR play Magpies, Harvey Bay Brothers play Granville. Good luck to Mr Bradshaw. In the men's, while Bolts and Magpies play in Harvey Bay, while Uni Roos and Rovers play in Mirabara in the women's. Yeah, great to have uh, that competition happening. And uh, uh, as you say, Neil Bradshaw, <laughs> my uh, my... Well, is he my boss? He's the manager of the station. I don't know. But he's in goals, isn't he? He is. Yes. And let me tell you, he I, as a, a man outside of hockey, he's a lovely, well-natured man. He gets a bit of white line fever when he crosses that line. He's an animal. Is that what you're saying? He is. Absolute animal. Okay. Uh, cycling too. Yes. The wide ba- last round of the Wide Bay Toyota Crit Series gets underway this Sunday out there at the airport industrial estate. Uh, Steve Case and the and the team will there be hosting with the the final round about to happen, and we're lucky enough to have Steve Case, president of the Fraser Coast Cycling Club, joining us on the podcast. Brendan, g'day, uh, Steve. How are you? G'day, Bandy. Hi, Brendan. Um, very well, thank you, and thank you for this opportunity to uh, join you guys. Our pleasure, mate. Our pleasure. Now, uh, Steve, plenty of cycling happening around the place, and the Fraser Coast Cycling Club members travel far and wide uh, and we do produce some great results don't we 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 do and uh, especially this, at the beginning of this year we've had some um, terrific results both um, on road uh, especially on track and just recently um, in a new south wales uh, event tenderfield um, gravel and granite events so we had a number of competitors who uh, came came away very successful gee it is a long way to travel isn't it <laughs> That's, it is, it is. But that's just the nature of the game. Um, you try to um, incorporate as many local events as possible, but all of those local events really lead to um, uh, more prestigious events across the state and the nation. Okay. Has it grown over the last few years? Because I, I, I happen to know a little bit the uh, former club president there, one Scott Gilmore, uh, <laughs> who I worked with for some 22 years on air here at Triple M. Uh, but has, uh, has it grown bigger and bigger over the last few years? Yeah, the interest certainly has. And, and Scotty did a fantastic job in regenerating interest, both in uh, Maribor and Harvey Bay. But uh, the interest has grown. Um, we've got approximately 100 members now, probably regularly about 50 or 60 members racing at our local Criterion uh, venues. So um, the interest is certainly growing. One of the exciting areas um, incorporating that growth has been the uh, the junior events and uh, going back many years we've um, virtually um, had minimal numbers in that junior area now we've got probably consistently um, close to 20 junior riders wow. uh, turning up most weeks so that's absolutely fantastic. Very impressive Steve and uh, again they seem to be getting younger and younger but talk to us about what's happening this this Sunday. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, this Sunday concludes our what we call our Wide Bay Toyota Crit Series, which was a five-series race, and uh, it incorporated ages from under nine all the way through to A-grade. So 
um, that'll be the final race, and it's a point series. So we'll be announcing the winners of um, of that event at the end of uh, end of Sunday. Uh, straight after that, uh, we move into what's called the Be Me uh, Crit Series, and Be Me um, very generously has again sponsored um, this uh, Crit Series, which is a a four race series. Um, starting on the 19th of the 3rd and concluding on the 23rd of April. So um, that'll that'll be another uh, great series and we've certainly got a lot of interest um, uh, in that particular uh, race series as well. You're certainly keeping the pedal to the metal there, Steve. <laughs> now, mate, uh, the Fraser Coast Cycling Club, Yep. here's your one-minute elevator, elevator speech. Tell us what's so great about the club. Okay, our our club has a rich history and certainly celebrates um, many successful individual uh, achievements. Um, the club started in 1894 and uh, certainly celebrates some of the achievements of people such as um, Jimmy Cross, John Oxingham, Jay McCarthy, Mal Rudolph, um, ben and Kurt Jensen, the list goes on, and certainly not uh, certainly to be inclusive of Jordan Kirby also, who has made uh, a significant contribution uh, to Australian cycling. He was a uh, a world champion on the track, wow. so um, yeah, a fairly prestigious um, uh, history. But as a club, we wanted um, to continue this growth, and I suppose uh, a number of things we've really been pushing. One is safety. And we can certainly celebrate um, very uh, a very safe uh, environment, which we have been racing in, but um, very few crashes or um, uh, incidents which involved um, uh, first aid. So that, that's been fantastic. And the other area we really want to promote too is the area of courtesy. So when we're out on the roads, when we're riding together, when we're racing together, just ensuring that our riders are courteous there. Um, uh, they're aware of um, of safety rules. They're aware of traffic, and they're, um, they're just ensuring that they're presenting um, a good uh, example to the public of um, a safe and courteous uh, riding. Okay. Well, you've sold me. Um, if people do want to join, how do they go about that? Certainly, um, they can log on to the Oz Cycling um, website. Now, that's that's the national um, foundation. That'll the very first page um, takes them through um, uh, registration processes, and uh, so yeah, very simple. It's just logging on to um, uh, the the registration area, and that takes them through to the process of um, logging on, nominating a club, and they instantly become a member of the club. So uh, all riders must be licensed, and um, uh, they you can, certainly can't race without that um, affiliated license with Oz Cycling. So Blandy, are you going to become a mammal? Uh, I, I'm not sure about that, but um, it, it certainly does sound like it's extremely well run. Uh, it's extremely popular, and I like the safe part. And, and, and you know, it sounds like your ethics are, are right up there too. And uh, Steve, we do thank you for your time being part of the Whistleblowers podcast this week. <laughs> and uh, all the best uh, to the Fraser Coast Cycling Club. Thank you very much. And again, thank you for this opportunity to uh, just share a little bit about us. Thank you. Thanks, Steve.
And that just about wraps it up for this week, Brandon. It does, Blandy. I'd like to thank the listeners and our guest, Steve Case. And next week, we'll bring another sporting personality from the region to our wonderful show. We will indeed. And thanks a ton for listening to the Whistleblowers podcast, ladies and gents. Of course, uh, Brendan Bowers is with FC Sports Media. And uh, if you want to sign up, you can have your sport uh, delivered to you wherever you are, 24-7, seven days a week. Brendan, uh, fcsportsmedia.com.au. Absolutely, Blandy. But don't forget, we have a shout-out each week to an athlete or a club that does a wonderful job in the community that often goes unrecognised. And this week, I want to share some positivity and community spirit with the Harvey Bay Triathlon Club. After the weekend, they held yet another fantastic event. And not only do they support their own club and do a great job, but uh, when other clubs are in need, they're the first ones to put their hand up and get in and help. Good on them. Well, they deserve a shout-out, do they not? They do. Okay, FC Sports Media, just back to that for a second. $10 per month or $100 per year. That's fcsportsmedia.com.au. Blandy, it is our sport and our community. Now that you're up to date, don't forget to add us to your favourites to keep it that way. The Whistleblowers Podcast.